This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. This is Kelly and Company. I'm Ramia Amadin. Co-hosting with me today is Danielle McLaughlin. And we want to let you know that if you missed any of the programming or want to check it out on your own time, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and download the Kelly and Company podcast. Talking a little bit of spooky stuff on today's vanity card giving you some insights on the fear factors in my life. And, uh, of course, the vanity card is attached to the full show pod- podcast. You can also get the segmented form that's easier to share. Rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it here on Kelly and & Company. And back to you, Danielle. Ramia, there's always lots of cool stuff to learn, see, and do at the Ontario Science Centre. And yesterday, they launched a brand new exhibit called Indigenous Ingenuity, which lets guests discover how Indigenous science is timeless and experience the innovative process that gives rise to Indigenous knowledge. To learn more about that exhibit, as well as some other fun stuff happening there, we are joined by Donna Francis, research programmer at the Ontario Science Centre. And I would like to say a special hello to Donna, because uh, Donna and my husband, Huli, used to work together, and he would like me to say a special hello to Donna. <laughs> How are you, Donna? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for that special uh, welcome. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And it's so nice to hear your voice again. Can you Tell us what inspired the Indigenous Ingenuity exhibit. Yes, this uh, Indigenous Indigenous Ingenuity exhibit is actually a temporary exhibit that's on loan from the Montreal Science Centre. So it's only at the Ontario Science Centre for a limited period of time. And the Montreal Science Centre, they pulled it together in collaboration with uh, Indigenous experts to work on a number of the different stages of its development. And it's really designed to highlight how the Indigenous peoples of North America have always demonstrated tremendous ingenuity inspired by nature. Um, It's a great opportunity to see how Indigenous science and innovation has shaped our world. Oh, that sounds so exciting. That really does. And I'm so curious about it. So can you give us a sneak peek on the kinds of things that we can learn, uh, do and experience at the exhibit? Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of walk you through it a little bit. Um, First of all, uh, you need to know that it is an interactive quest with an RFID bracelet. And with that bracelet, it allows you to activate different experiences that you'll go through at this exhibition. And the goal, the quest, is to find 26 Indigenous innovations. So you explore through the space, which is a really gorgeous, beautiful space, and there's a number of different interactives. There's audio quizzes, 
There are video interactives where, you know, you might have a real tool that you're using that triggers a video. Uh, there are physical challenges to build. You can move light objects from here to there to show, like, what you think is the right answer. There's so many different interactions that um, encourage our visitors to collaborate with one another, sometimes to compete with one another, uh, mm. to solve problems, and to play games. This sounds really fun as well as extremely interesting. How do you hope that th this exhibition will challenge people's preconceived notions and learn more about uh, nature that's around us? Oh, absolutely. It really gives you uh, a new perspective, even for things that you might have already experienced or seen before. I found going through it that I learned so much about things that, you know, I thought I knew about. Like, I, I do a lot of canoeing. But when I went to the, the exhibit on canoes, it really laid out so nicely all the different shapes, the different building materials, the different ways you might use a canoe, the different ways to, um, to direct it. Um, I think at, at each experience, there is just such a wealth of knowledge that's presented in a really accessible, fun, interesting manner. Um, yeah, I think it for me, it really highlighted the uh, Indigenous science and the, the whole process that gives rise to Indigenous knowledge. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that will really, um, you know, give a new perspective to people that they'll see the diversity and the wealth of, uh, of Indigenous knowledge and innovation, um, not just as something historical that's happened in the past, but something dynamic and really presented in its proper context as, as science, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, that's a really good point. And the the highlight for me as I'm hearing you talk about is this notion of sharing, right? Like not the the um, secrets of the Indigenous peoples or anything like that. It's the the sharing and the the vast amount of love for wanting us to to learn um, from this. And I think it's it's wonderful. It's obviously timely with everything that we're uh, learning already. And it's it's really beautiful to do it at the Science Center. And so cool. You mentioned the canoe exhibit. Is that the highlight for you? Or did you have another one you wanted to share um, from the exhibit? I actually have so many different highlights that it could take <laughs> another half an hour. But I, I respect your time. I realize I can't do that. Um, I, I think one, one part of the exhibit that I really enjoyed a lot was the animal calls, which is an audio quiz where you listen to a call and you determine if it's actually from the animal or from a skilled person making oh those animal gosh. calls. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Yeah, that's so fantastic. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I was doing this with my colleagues. So I had two colleagues with me. And while we really enjoyed the process of guessing based on our experiences, we were just so filled with awe at the techniques of um, this, this particular bearer of knowledge, Jacques Curtinus. Um, we saw the video of him um, making those calls so we could oh, see what was involved. And then we watched a video of him teaching a young boy the same techniques and passing along his knowledge. So just like you were saying earlier, that that sharing 
And, yes. and listening to elders is such a vital part of transmitting this knowledge. We really saw it in action. And it was such a, I don't know, I'm trying to convey, but they were joking and laughing. And it was just such a wonderful moment of, you know, intergenerational um, mm. knowledge being shared and, and just being in this natural environment and being observant to the world around you. It was just, yeah, it just, wow. <laughs> it was, that, that was definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. Now, did you try to make some of those sounds yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them was a loon and I typically only bust out my loon call <laughs> when I'm camping. So I did not do it then, but Aww. I was closely watching to see, See if I could, you know, up my game the next time right. that I, oh, that's I try to yeah. call a loon. Mm-hmm. Well, my my husband Huli does a fine loon call, I have to say, mm. and he has actually got it on his phone as the the the, the ringtone. So people always look around wildly when his phone <laughs> rings, thinking, "Is there actually a loon?" Here? <laughs> Amazing! Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, oh my good. So, can, can you tell us what guests can experience at the regalia, the uh, Indigenous Pride exhibit? What's the story behind that? Yes. So, regalia is a complimentary exhibit, and it's a photog- it's, um, it's a set of photographs. These are mm-hmm. large scale portraits. There's about thirty of them. And uh, you walk into, you enter this large open structure where all these portraits are displayed. It's very immersive. It's very inviting. And um, you have this opportunity to see these portraits of children, women, and men from 14 different First Nation communities dressed in traditional regalia as well as casual clothing. And each photograph has a description of, of that individual, their background, their regalia, and we often get to learn a bit more about that person's uh, personal life experiences, their choice of regalia, and uh, often highlight something historical or traditional that you can see in that regalia that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Wow, so That's much fabulous. to learn. And it's not just with this, by the way, how long is this exhibit staying at the OSC? It's uh, until April. Mm-hmm. Okay, amazing. Whew. I was like, oh, only a couple of days or something. But no, <laughs> we can uh, take our time and go visit once, twice until <laughs> we perfect those bird calls. Now, it's a busy time for the Ontario Science Centre with a lot of fun things going on for families. Can you talk about the Halloween-themed spooky science exhibit? So Spooky Science is actually a program that runs. It's a special program with uh, lots of activities for visitors of all ages, um, and it's all aligned with the Halloween theme. Um, so our families can make oozy slime. They can build a bristle bot. They can make uh, meet some creepy-crawly creatures like stick bugs and cockroaches and maybe even a snake. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, there's lots going on there. It's really, um, really engaging. Uh, we've had families coming back time and time again for this. Um, and this is the last weekend for it. Ah. It'll be on Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 3.30. Well, I guess Halloween oh, is Halloween. Monday. So, yeah. yeah. That's, and I want to make sure that people know that uh, – 
We love to see our visitors um, wearing costumes, so feel free to wear your costume and uh, really get into the Halloween spirit with this exhibit, with this oh, program. That sounds like so much fun. So you see all sorts of little kids and maybe not so little kids running around the <laughs> Science Center dressed as every creature there is? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Now, where can people go to learn more and to plan their visits to the Science Center, Donna? You can always go online and um, check us out at the website, ontariosciencecenter.ca. And we haven't chatted with you guys in a, a while, so I just want to put this question out there for our listeners um, on the accessibility of the space, if you don't mind uh, mentioning that. Yes, yeah, so this Space of the Great Hall in particular, where Indigenous ingenuity and regalia are, they, it is it is accessible. We have elevators that um, will bring folks up to those those areas. We also have a variety of interactive. So while some things might be um, very visual and with videos, there are also quite a few things with like audio quizzes. Um, yeah, I, I would say that we are really trying our best to be as accessible as possible. Well, Amazing. that's certainly good to know. I, I know that um, there was a time that some of the exhibits had Braille. Are there any um, currently with with, uh, with Braille on on this on the signage? I am trying to think about whether or not, I, I don't think that there is any within this temporary exhibition, but within our other exhibit, I, I would really, I'm sorry, I would have to look that up and see. I, I, I think that there are some, but not everyone. I know our elevators, of course, have, have rails um, to help with folks reaching the, the floor that they desire. But other than that, I'm trying to um, I'm trying to determine whether or not I, I would have to. I'll, I'm happy to look that up and and get back to you on that particular question. Know. Yeah. Thank you so much, Donna. I really loved hearing your voice again and finding out about mm -hmm. all the exciting things going on at the Ontario Science Center. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. We were joined today by Donna Francis researcher programmer at the Ontario Science Centre to discuss some of their latest exhibits. Check it out. They have it until April, the uh, Indigenous exhibit. After the break, we're checking in with our good friend, Mark Phoenix. Excited to have him on the roundtable. That's next on Kelly and Company. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.